Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Incomparable, number 674, July 2023. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I'm your host, Jason Snell. We are continuing our revisitation of the Indiana Jones films as a adjunct footnote, whatever, to last year's summer of Spielberg. And we've reached the late quill. We've reached 2008 and Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, people joke about this a lot. Ha, ha, ha. The Indiana Jones trilogy. Uh, there's no fourth movie, right? Ha ha. Sort of like how people handle the uh, Star Wars prequels. Well, there's a fifth Indiana Jones movie now, so what are you going to do, nerds? Anyway, we're going to talk about it. I watched it again for the first time since I saw it in a movie theater, and I think a lot of my panel also have watched it, uh, you know, maybe have not watched it in a while, if ever. We will find out. Let me introduce you to the people who are going to talk about 2008's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Annette Weirster is here. Hi, Annette. Hello, I have brought my knife to a gunfight. Okay. There's some swords in that box, too, if you really need something else. Mm -hmm. Um, Erica Ensign's here. Hello. Hi, Jason. Sometimes uh, revisiting movies makes me feel really old, but this time it made me feel wise. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Hashtag teaser. Steve Lutz is here. Hi, Steve. Hi, Jason. I can't emphasize enough that uh, my treasure isn't gold. It's knowledge. Knowledge is my treasure. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Knowledge was the treasure all along. They called it the city of knowledge. Uh, And uh, Brian Warren joins us. Hi, Brian. I've got a bad feeling about this, Jason. Oh, I laughed out loud. (laughs) Right movie? Wrong movie. Uh, Correct movie. movie. Wrong reference. There's never a wrong movie. movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm going to... All right, 2008. So obviously it's uh, 19 years after Last Crusade. A lot of time has passed. Uh, this movie is not is, is not generally uh, well liked. It is uh, the butt of many jokes, and I think the received fan wisdom is that it's bad and that it is uh, does not uphold the legacy of the great Indiana Jones series. I will refer you back a couple of episodes to uh, the Temple of Doom to reference the legacy of the great legacy of the Indiana Jones series. <laughs> yeah. um, Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Accurate. That's a great movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. I love it. So yeah. Well, you're monsters again. We, we already established that anyway. Um, I have a theory here, which is it's always hard to go 19 years between movies because you grew up with those three movies and you think about them in a certain way and your vision of Indiana Jones is fixed in a certain way. 
And then you see uh, a movie 19 years later and you're like, oh, you know, how does it make me feel? Everybody's old. Uh, you know, I, I and, and I think it uh, made it I think it's difficult to process. When I watched this movie in the movie theater, I came out thinking like, eh, OK, whatever. I just was sort of unmoved by it. Um, friends, I am here to tell you, having not watched it since 2008, I popped in the old 4K uh, Blu-ray and watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in the year 2023. And I came away thinking, first off, it was like, this isn't that bad. And then it was, I'm kind of enjoying this movie. And I got to the end and I actually felt like, um, don't listen to the nerds who tell you that it's a bad movie and that you should pretend it doesn't exist. Because while it's not the greatest piece of cinema ever, it's goofy and shaggy and silly and has ridiculous things in it, as all these movies do, by the way. Um, I enjoyed it a lot and I, I kind of think it's a good movie and I think it's certainly not the worst of the Indiana Jones movies. Anyway, <laughs> that is my, I know heresy, fright. I'm going to just say it right at the top. Like if you, I, in fact, I would say for people who haven't seen it, uh, in a while, you might want to revisit it. Cause maybe like, are you, are you just believing what they tell you to believe or, or have you seen it for yourself? Because now that Harrison maybe- Ford, now that Harrison Ford is very old. You look at it and it's like, hey, he's so young. It's 2008. He's so young back then. Maybe they're believing what their past selves told them. And their past selves might be wrong. wrong. (gasps) Like mine was. It could be. It could be. You know, um, all right. So so the idea here is that since the, the passage of time means instead of in the 1930s, they're in the 1950s, the idea was to update the you know movie serial uh, setting of this to be a 50s sci-fi movie setting. So UFOs, flying saucers, aliens, Roswell, things like that. And so that is uh, fundamentally a thing that I think some people can't get past, that it's about aliens and not about mystical Sankara stones or the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail. I didn't really have a problem with that. They're all... um, (laughs) I did. They're all made up. They're all made up and and ridiculous, so I don't care. Uh, But anyway, that's the the thing that is the through line in the movie. There is a... uh, By the way, what do you think the odds are that this movie only got made because George Lucas realized that 1938 plus 19 years... Meant that he could make another movie set in the 50s? I think it was probably <laughs> more diners. about the money. But you're right, diners. Oh, Steve, mm. yes. I mean, nobody nobody idolizes sure. the 50s like George Lucas. And in fact, there is uh, th- there is a, a, a car chase in here that is sort of like the action also scene Ameri- that American graffiti only dreamed of. <laughs> it's only missing a big <laughs> alien that runs the greasy spoon and talks about cloners. Yep, it's true. <laughs> It's true. So they so they made this movie based on those sort of 50s archetypes and Steven Spielberg came back to direct it and uh the and they brought Karen Allen back uh finally after not bringing her back in two movies when she should have probably not ever left cuz she was really great. Um Kate Blanchett is the villain in this. Um I think she's also really fun. And uh, there's a lot of other people like uh, John Hurt is in this movie. Uh, Jim Broadbent is in this movie. It's, I, I, several, like, I didn't remember the, these people were in this movie. And it's, you know, yeah, there's a chase through South America, basically, uh, to a temple that is, uh, as in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it turns out you get a many thousand year old temple and yet every single like, like secret trap and door and sliding thing 
like clockwork. It's amazing. Yes, Temple of Doom is like that too. It's amazing. <laughs> like the detail. Work. E- Erica, the answer is it's alien technology. That's how, how it works so well. It's alien technology. I'm, oh, okay. And self-resetting because that's what my questions are. Uh, are yes. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, so that that is that is the story here. I guess, it, it, you know, it begins at Area 51 where uh, Indiana Jones is locked in the back of a trunk and there are a bunch well, of Soviet agents. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're Which right. Guess... It's Hangar 51. It's it's uh, well, that's Nevada. That's where Area 51 is, and this is Hangar 51, where all the secret stuff is is uh, is kept, uh, including the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, you're we, right. You're right. And we have a whole um, action sequence in the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, which <laughs> I, you know, it at the time I think it might have I might have had a real Sam the Eagle moment of like is nothing sacred, uh, and now I just laugh. I like, of course, there's an action sequence in there, and there's that last shot as they leave the hangar where one of the boxes that's been smashed partially open has the Ark of the Covenant inside it, <laughs> and then we just we just move on. But they're trying to get an alien body from the Roswell crash that's been stored. Are we actually going to go through the uh, the the movie here? Uh, we don't have to. I just I just wanted to give like the thumbnail sketch. But you well, know. if we do, I, I just wanted to give props to that opening transformation of yes. the Paramount logo, which I think is the best one. Oh, <laughs> on the Gopher Hill, on a, like <laughs> a prairie dog, oh, yeah, prairie dog mound. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's the Majesty, and you're like, what? And it's just a little prairie dog out in the out in the desert. A molehill out of it's a fantastic. mountain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I the, we meet Kate Blanchett here. She is a Russian who is uh, obsessed with occult items and getting uh, supernatural powers of the mind to take over. She's psychic. She's, yeah. And she, well, mm-hmm. is she? She looks really hard at Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and nothing happens. And but then says he's very, a hard, hard man, man to read. Hard man to read. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> sometimes she's Russian and sometimes it seems like she's, she's English. It's English, really yeah. hard to tell. Well, it's that Eastern Ukrainian accent. That it is a comically awesome. wobbly accent. It is. is how I it, it really is. Yeah. In la- a later scene, I had that moment of like, wait, didn't we hang a lantern on her accent and it's gone now? But, you know. My headcanon is she was uh, she had some schooling at like Oxford or something. Oh, she's, sure. She's very well educated. Sure. She is, oh, yeah. yeah. She's mm-hmm. very classy. Um, uh, but it adds to her effect of being just the right badness of accent where you're like this is not good but i still love you because you're sort of overacting in a crazy maniacal way mm-hmm. yep i'm here for it um also indy has a sidekick mac um who we've never seen before who's australian who double crosses him and is working with the russians um and this, this, uh, and amounts to basically nothing for the entire film. Really, right? frankly, have been written out. <laughs> yes. He's there. He's there. Yeah. He, he betrays them and then says, No, no, I was a double agent. And he says, No, no, I actually betrayed you all along. I was like, Okay. Um, it's yeah, a pointless, I, pointless plot twist. And when he dies at the end, spoilers, everybody, uh, yeah, I feel nothing. Cares. And no. I'm just glad that he's gone. No, yeah. he's a, he's a real, um, he he's okay this series is all about replaying the hits from Raiders of the Lost Ark so he's uh, uh Zapito I guess the the um Alfred Molina Alfred Molina from Raiders of the Lost Ark he's the he's the sidekick who betrays him um but otherwise is kind of un- uninteresting um I enjoy the uh the action sequence that's in the uh in the the warehouse yeah, it's uh, great. And and you've got the the magnet, the bit with the magnets where he's like throwing the gunpowder and they're following it to the very magnetic thing. Um, I, I'm I thought, a big fan of the fact that the lamps all pull towards the box. Oh, yeah, that was effective. It's a I great like that. Although 
you would think that they could have just walked into the warehouse and looked to where the lamps were pointing. So it's very conveniently selected. <laughs> well, the lamps were hung with on. it in its place, so they were all hung at the, so oh, that they would hang you think down. They put the lamps in after they put the box mm, in, That's and then you move it. That's smart. And yeah, because they weren't up. bending before that. No. But I don't know mm. if anybody else had this reaction, but I thought it was one of the more tense uh, action sequences that I've ever seen, simply because I knew that that warehouse was full of like priceless, irreplaceable objects. <laughs> and every time something like, you know, smashed or tipped over, I was like, oh no, oh no, what just broke? What just broke? So it added a, a level of tension that I wasn't really prepared for because usually I'm bored during action sequences. And mm. this one, I was a little bit more excited, I think. Yeah, I think that chase sequence is great, and uh, I especially like the um, the inexplicable rocket sled, which torches a bunch of Russians, which <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy, and then and then just stops, then it yeah. flies off. It was a yeah. yeah, it's an escape something or an experiment. So I just sort of figured like, well, it's Cold War. They were doing crazy stuff yeah. like the rocket sled. Uh, sure, like right. It's just sort of like yeah, I'm sure they spent money on that for some reason, and. Who cares? But yeah, it was, but it was very funny. I like that they're, it's like, it's like a cartoon, right? Like their skin gets all pulled back and their mouths are open <laughs> as they're being launched with the rocket. Yeah. And they pass out. Yeah. It's like video of astronaut training. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. And they, and, mm -hmm. they, and they go in the water to slow themselves and the stop. And, and we then see they that even, off. even the rather elderly Harrison Ford can handle it better than, uh, than this Russian stooge that shows up from yeah. time to time. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> he looked a little rattled by the end of it, but he did, mm -hmm. he did stand up where no one else did. So part, again, part of this is you're watching it in the moment in 2008 and you think, oh my God, Indiana Jones, he's so much older than he was in the other movies. He's an old man out there. And again, I just got to say it, it's 2023. I just watched him in Shrinking, like, uh, and we saw him in, in uh, Force Awakens. And like, I, I look at him now in uh, Crystal Skull and I think... Yeah, he's looking pretty good. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, I don't have true. that same reaction to. Oh, he's so old now as I did back then. It doesn't bother me at all now. It's just like yeah, yeah obviously he's twenty years older and he's fine. He's he's a. I, you know. I don't know. I first let me say where I stand with this movie because right. I had not seen it before until mm -hmm. two nights ago, and I've watched it twice now. Um, and sometimes you watch a movie like this where it's just been lambasted by hundreds and thousands of people mm -hmm. you know you've never really heard a good thing about it you you constantly hear the jokes about oh there's only three movies yeah now people are making the hilarious joke there's going to be a fourth indiana jones movie uh, -huh. <laughs> uh and and sometimes you watch a movie like that and you're like oh this is uh this is genuinely bad i really get where they're coming from and i i understand why it's it's constantly raked over the coals and sometimes you have an experience where you watch it and you think to yourself i don't really understand where the hate comes from for this movie because it's honestly pretty good. And, you know, there's, there's issues with it and, uh, and I get it, but this has been massively overplayed as a bad movie. So which one are you? The My first, experience the first with this <laughs> was the second one. Yeah, me actually. too. Um, Me too. For the first hour and 20 minutes. And then after that, it turned into the first one. It's, uh, it's not, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I watched the first 30 minutes and I thought, what is going on? This movie's really good. And then after an hour, I'm like, I like this movie. And then I watched the last hour and I was like, yeah, you know, you know, I enjoyed it. But like, it definitely gets weaker as it goes along. Well, the problem sure. I have with it primarily is that it's all of these movies are outlandish. I mm -hmm. mean, Ridiculous things happen. Everyone, uh, you know, we'll get to the fridge scene that's been lambasted, but it's really no dumber than them jumping out 
of a plane with a raft as with a parachute. A Indeed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Agreed. this stuff has all happened before, uh, with the exception of Raiders, which I think tries to hew pretty closely to reality. And I think, is, I think doesn't he like ride the outside of an airplane or a submarine or submarine. something like across? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. There's a, I yeah. think that's that actually way explained. worse, There's way worse than the fridge. <laughs> they never, they never, I mean, they literally they, say dive right. and we never see why, how he survived. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of silly it's stuff off camera, in, silliness in these. I think this one at some point, and, and I, I pinpointed it, I said hour and 20 minutes, and that's because that's the scene where uh, Mutt starts Tarzan swinging through yep. the tree canopy yep. with a bunch of CGI <laughs> yes. greasy, yep, greaser yep, yep. monkeys. Yep. And at that point, I'm like, okay, we've, we've gone a bridge too far. Uh, and from that point, it just gets stupider and stupider. And contributing to that, I think, for me, I don't have an issue with, with putting an older Harrison Ford in this movie and making him you know, be indie as an older indie. Um, but it becomes obvious the first close-up you get of his face that he's way too old to be out punching knots or punching Russians in this case right. and actually having any kind of an impact on them. Um, when he's running, especially, he looks, he looks pretty decrepit. <laughs> that, that, that may be a bit much, but you know, in no way am I convinced he could land a punch that would do any damage. At, at one point, Mutt asks him, what are you, like 80? It's yeah. a reasonable question. <laughs> I, um, so the irony you know, it, is that what the, what the, makes the series, I think, in some ways great and Indiana Jones great is that he's always getting beat up and showing where and and really like he he gets messed up. Right. Like that's part of the appeal, I think, of Indiana Jones is that sure. he's not impervious. And yet this I think they were really afraid to steer into that because Harrison Ford was so much older. And so this indie seems way more or way less, you know, uh, able to be hurt right. than that. I think they, because they were afraid that he was, he still takes old. quite a few punches that would probably kill somebody of his age. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, and it's so, you know, the issue I have with, with, with him being older in this is, is more, it just contributes to things have gotten too ridiculous for me, which is what pushes me over into understanding why people are, are anti this movie. But again, I think for the most part, it, it it runs between good and very good for a lot of it. For a so, lot of it. I don't, I don't think I ever, I mean, I don't think him being older was ever my complaint. I think for me, what you mentioned, mentioned earlier, Jason, I think for me being, and I will, I will absolutely own this. I was a very cranky, crusty fangirl. Like I did not like things to change. And suddenly this series that I enjoyed, basically it flipped from fantasy to science fiction. And in my mind, at least in those days, those were two very different things. And, you know, never the twain shall meet. And the idea of, you know, getting the chocolate of of uh, aliens in the peanut butter of my you know religious iconography was just a that was just terrible and and then of course you also had the you know swinging through the jungle with the monkeys which jeez oh, yeah was actually not as bad that was not as bad as i remembered either it wasn't as bad as i remembered but it, to me it's still the worst thing in the movie i hate it so i much. like the monkeys <laughs> but i think the monkeys are fun the monkeys are pretty cute <laughs> i think but, i think uh, the, the shia labeouf <laughs> suddenly learning how to swing like tarzan well he's yeah. supposedly learning from the monkeys but yeah it's it's one of those leaves of like tarzan another <laughs> yeah. character we could be like like all right oh, okay God. i was one of those people who who legitimately said like i disavow all knowledge of this film there are three indiana jones movies i was very very adamant about it i actually thought i hadn't even watched this since i saw it in the theater in 2008 but uh as we were re-watching it my spouse steven assured me no 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 we watched this together at some point in the last 
10 years, which is how long we've been together. And I'm like must have completely just blocked it out of my mind because I don't even remember that at all. Revisiting it now, like we got, like you said, 20, 30 minutes into the movie and we kind of turned to each other and, and, and I was like, I'm having fun. <laughs> this is this is a delightful movie. And I just kept enjoying more and more. And I've totally gotten over myself in terms of the aliens thing, because, yeah, I don't I, <laughs> I don't find aliens or interdimensional beings any more unbelievable than, you know, God melting people's faces out of a box uh, yeah. so like that. It all sort of falls into the same uh, same category for me at this point. And the movie ended and we looked at each other and we were like, that was really fun. This was a fun movie. So, yeah, not, so not I would I would like to cinema, say like if yeah. you haven't if you haven't watched it since either 2008 or some amorphous time in the last 10 years that you can't quite remember, uh, you should really give it another shot and see if you are still as cranky a person as you were back yeah. then. If you still hate it, maybe you're still cranky. Yeah, or or maybe <laughs> you know it didn't. I mean, it's fine if it doesn't hit for you. But like I, I, right, right. I Erica, you and I had the exact same experience, and Steve mm-hmm. hadn't seen it, so Steve got to go on the roller coaster <laughs> a little bit. But but from the perspective of twenty twenty three, and 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 yeah, I I think it's weaker as it goes along. I think the first half hour is the best half hour. I think the first hour is the best yeah. hour. But mm-hmm. uh, even the stuff at the end, I was like, I was fine with it because it it had given me enough goodwill, and there are some fun set pieces later on. There is an sure. awful lot of. Uh, it actually reminds me, and Steve, maybe you'll back me up here too. And Annette, you were on that episode. Um, when they're in the temple and being led around with John Hurt, and they're like in the in the well, I called it the temple, but you know the whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they're going through sure. all the different rooms, and he he has to reach in at one point. It's literally the same gag as Temple of Doom. Yeah, I had a moment where I thought, wow, this is just Temple of Doom again in the, in that whole part, and it goes on. I mean, on there's for quite even a, a sort of racist uh, depiction of the mm-hmm. the folks who live near the. The, the giant temple. Was that a note we had to, to replay? Hmm. No. Yeah. At least at least Indiana Jones runs away from them as opposed to the Russians who just mow them Where down and we get to see a shot of them, them all dead. Great. Thanks, movie. That was great. Thanks. <laughs> I've been a defender of this movie since I first saw it. I went in knowing that it was going to be aliens. I just was like, well, I don't understand why people think this is so bad. It's like, have you seen the other movies? Yeah, because right. it seems really similar. So I, uh, people always like, make fun of it. And, and they love yeah. it. And they've lost all perspective about what was good and bad about them. Well, yeah. And they're like really upset about that refrigerator. I'm like, literally people's faces melt off in the first movie. It's not like a, very like science-y. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I, I'm... I even found this time though I'm like I'm not as annoyed by Shia LaBeouf as I was. Yeah, because that was the uh, I really hated him. Yeah. Uh, I think the jungle part goes on too long. Mm-hmm. The whole jungle. I'm like, yeah, the jungle chasing. Like that's really long. You could tighten that up. But basically, how long I is he still... doing the splits between the two jeeps? It feels like oh, it goes on like forever. Dumb joke. Shia Van like, Dam. It's very. Yes. It's like hook. It's like the, getting hit in the balls of Padres. Van Dam does better better splits. <laughs> mm. Shia LaBeouf is way less irritating in this than I was expecting. I've seen one Transformers film, or or possibly five, who can say? And and he is intolerable (laughs) in those. So this this was a nice surprise. I think people's reaction to it was, who does he think he is? He's not the next Indiana Jones. (laughs) And and I went in thinking, there's that, uh, I mean, I'm going to walk through the, the areas of the plot here, but at the very end, there is the scene where... They're getting married and the wind blows open the door and the hat tumbles and oh, it's at yeah. Shia LaBeouf's feet. And I thought, oh, am I remembering this wrong? Because um, 
I don't remember him picking up the hat and putting it on and him officially being bestowed as the next Indiana Jones. It doesn't happen. Indiana Jones picks up his own hat and puts it on and walks past them. <laughs> and it's like, like wow, see you later. Clear message. And, and, and You're so not the what next I, one. What I came out of that was like the movie also is teasing us about it and saying, he's not Indiana Jones. This guy's Indiana Jones, the end of the movie, right? So, so I, I was able to forgive a lot of of Shia LaBeouf. In fact, I, mm-hmm. I this time through, having just seen Last Crusade, and Steve, you just watched that too. I now I look at it and I say, oh well, they did the father, and now they're doing the son. Like they're they're drawing parallels between Sean Connery in the last movie and Shia LaBeouf in this one. Um, and yeah, I, they make I, that blatantly obvious too, right? And I, yes, <laughs> really. Well, let's look at the picture, uh, but. Uh, I was willing. I was able to just let go the whole like who who does he think he is trying to be the next Indiana Jones or is the oh. studio trying to set up a new Indiana Jones? I don't know if they were or not, but all of those feelings just I didn't feel any of them when I was watching it this time. Not if, if not you're no. unburdened by that, he's actually quite charming. I, there's yeah. he, and he gets some pretty good uh, comedy beats too. Like there's I think probably the funniest thing in the movie. There's uh, I think they're in the graveyard and they're walking around. And he bumps into like a pebble that's hanging from a spider web. Mm-hmm. And his his line is, that's just a thing. <laughs> Which <laughs> made me laugh so hard I was almost in tears because it's it's well it's well placed and it's such a stupid line, but it's like that's that's the sort of thing you'd say if you got hit in a pebble, hit in the face yeah. by a pebble in a graveyard. I think if you're if you're looking for if you're going into this looking to be grumpy and if you're looking for things to get grumpy about, like you will you will find plenty of things. Sure. Absolutely. If you're ready to be along for the ride, I'm, I think you're gonna you're you're in for a good romp. Yeah, and I think the moment uh, I think Karen Allen shows up way too late in this in this movie, mm-hmm. but once I she agree. does, it, it just gets there's parts of it that just gets even better because I think Indy's Indy's great when he's with an equal and and she she gives as much as he does. It's it's pretty fun. I like chemistry is so good it's too. So, oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give credit to the the screenplay here. They choose a very particular path for Indy and Marion's relationship, which is he's too busy being Indiana Jones and he's out gallivanting around. And what happens is while he's gallivanting around, she discovers she's pregnant and she marries another guy. And it's the way they're trying to thread the needle here, but I really appreciate it. It's they neither they they always have loved each other. And it, mm-hmm. and and it didn't work out, and uh, and he's like, you married him. I introduced you, right? Like all of that is in there. But it, <laughs> and so when they are reunited, it doesn't like we can skip. I mean, they they have the they have a little bit of backstory, but like basically, he puts his arm around her, and we just go with the rest of the movie. It, it's so nice that that it's just like that. And yeah, yeah, we get the you know wait, I'm, he's my son, and all of those things. Henry Jones Jr. or the third. Right, like it's it's all nice, but like, yeah, the moment that she appears on screen, it's like, oh, Karen, why is she not? And the, the great movies? line, the great line that he has too, where where she's like, you know, what? He, there must have been a lot of other women, blah blah blah. And he's like, yeah, they all had the same problem. What was that? They weren't you, honey. Oh, they weren't you, honey. Like, oh, ding ding. Yeah, heart. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
stepping back, mention the refrigerator. The 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 Area Fifty One hangar uh, of of uh, of secrets. Uh, they did. They take the rock sled out. Uh, the rocket sled out into the desert, and he is running away into a town where he's going to run for help. And it's a very fun, <laughs> creepy scene where he's like, "Help!" And then there's mannequins, and like there's music playing, but there's just mannequins, and he's looking and around. And they're watching Howdy Doody. And they're watching Howdy Doody. Mm-hmm. And that's right. And 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 it's the fifties, Jason. It is. It is. <laughs> I, 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 you just gotta watch out for those cloners. Um, the and he gets that moment and then the the air raid sirens play and they're counting down to the detonation and he he's got 30 seconds and he's close to a nuclear bomb it's like what do you do and he's looking around and it's you see indiana jones puzzling it out and he looks at the he fridge. almost blows it he almost hops in with the russians with the and russians. gets obliterated yeah. which is great yeah and and the, the fridge has a thing on it this is lead lined and he pulls yeah. all the shelves out and he gets in it just at the last second and then as we've seen in all that archival footage of these test because they did this they built little test villages yep. and then nuked them to see what the effects would be and and it gets blown away and his refrigerator is a projectile and you know is it, you know, could we do some scientific analysis? Could we really myth bust this thing? Sure we could. <laughs> but the fact is, it's not any more ridiculous than than many other things in the Indiana Jones movies. And you know what? I think that scene totally works. I love that he's panicked. I love that they're going to nuke the town. I love that he finds a refrigerator <laughs> to hide in and that it rolls down behind the hill so that he can get up. And then and then it's a smash cut essentially to him getting uh, rinsed off and brushed down in the in the shower, uh, getting all of the nuclear dust off of him by the U.S. government. But like, I really like the refrigerator and scene. I love it. The shot so of the refrigerator it's... flying over the Russian's car just before he's <laughs> obliterated is fantastic. And it's One so elegant too because movie. at the very beginning, the 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 very very beginning, the the Russians are sneaking in, and the. It, the uh, the guards at the door doorway the gate say you know every, nobody's allowed to be here because it's closed for weapons testing that yeah. includes literally everybody that's supposed to be here so the seed is planted if you're paying super close attention yes. and you know what we- weapons testing means you know this is coming so as soon as I saw the mannequins I was like the the first time I saw it I was like oh, oh I know no. what's about to happen <laughs> yeah, this well, is this is bad and there's Indiana Jones long history of there being like out of the frying pan into the fire moments. Right. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I, I actually really like Temple of Doom is because there's so many of those. And this is this is fantastic. I mean, he's, he comes out of the hills and there's this lovely little yeah. little town and the Russians happen to pull up at the exact moment he pulls in there. So you're like, oh, OK, this is this is what it's going to be. He's going to be chased by the Russians in this little town. And then it turns out to not be that. No. And it's <laughs> the set piece of the town full of mannequins is so creepy and, oh. and great. And the fact that they like they they've 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 made it as close to reality as they could by like actually turning on the TV. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. when they actually conducted these kind of experience experiments, they probably did stuff like this just to see like, Oh, maybe with the TV turned on something different happens. So <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy and it's great. And I, I like the quick thinking to hop in the fridge. It almost certainly would never work that way, but so what it's, it's fun. It's Indiana. Jones. I love the line after they're after they're cleaning Indy off, and the general says, "Don't you know it's dangerous to climb into a refrigerator? Those things can be death traps." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that just shows you how unserious the people who talk about talk bad about this are to to focus on that I know. as the thing that like made mm-hmm. them not like the movie is absurd. Well, okay, I mean, 
I have, I have definitely seen that around where some, I mean, in modern context, some YouTube video goes around that's like, oh, all of the flaws exposed in this movie. And then you talk to somebody who watched that video and they're listing all the points off. And, and it's like, yeah, I mean, so somebody points it out and then it becomes sport almost. And it's like, I, I don't know. Memeable. Like, again, you can like, it, you can like this movie or not. I don't care. Whatever. But like, I, I was irate when I, when we got to the end of that scene, I was like, people still talk about the refrigerator. I loved it. I thought it was great. What is wrong with <laughs> yep, them? Same. That they single that out of all the things in this movie. I mean, we can talk about the monkeys. Okay. But like <laughs> the refrigerator, really? Uh, I don't know. Where, where's it's the your, opening where's scene. Joy? Crazy stuff happens yeah. in that opening sequence. It's supposed to. It's Indiana Jones for Pete's sake. I don't know. And it sets that era of the 50s in such right? a creepy, awesome way. And it's like, it just situates you in that time period. We've got the nuclear bomb. We've got this whole little town. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's definitely like this is fifties yeah. Indiana Jones as he's going to run yeah. away from mm-hmm. uh, from nuclear blasts and there's going to be aliens and that's just what it's flying saucers that's what it's going to be. Um, so he um then we shift back to college and you know we've always like I always enjoy the Indiana Jones teaching in in college now but this time like because of the FBI I guess being suspicious of him because right. um he was found with the Russians. Uh, we get the red scare moment where basically Jim Broadbent, who is running the college, because we get the the scene that says that Sean Connery, uh, his uh, his dad has died, and uh, so has Marcus Brody, um, and so Jim Broadbent is now in charge of the college, and he says <laughs> we get know, pictures of both. of them. We do lovingly, lovingly <laughs> looking. But Sean Connery, by the way, not dead when this movie was made. They just killed off his character. Um, we, we did jump. Denim jump over was, the scene where he's away. he's. He's questioned and his loyalty is questioned by the FBI guys, yeah. the stuffy FBI guys. Because he was uh, with one the of whom I thought might be Miguel Ferrer, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was kind of hoping it was because I love him. Um, but yeah, I like the stuffy FBI guys, and I think it's a shame we don't see more of them. That turns into a big nothing. Yeah, no, it's just there uh, to and give I find the red scare thing for his next scene and motivate him to travel. Right, is sort that of said, why it's there. The discussions that arise during that 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 suggests that throughout World War II, or at least the later part of World War II. Indy served as a spy. Yeah, for the OSS. And, and, and mm-hmm. afterwards, I love that idea. Right? Mm-hmm. I, the, I would watch a whole sequence of movies that's just like Indy having adventures as a spy behind enemy lines. Right. So he, he's like uh, with the top men and all of that uh, <laughs> at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then they're like, okay, we need to use this guy. This guy. <laughs> so let's use this guy. We can send him on some missions. We can do that. Um, right? So he's not just out there stealing antiquities. He's also helping the U.S. government. Which I think is, and that's filling in the backstory a little bit and making it feel like he has lived a life in these 19 years in between. I think that was part of one of the reasons that I actually liked having Mac in the movie, because, you know, they're referring to things that they did together. And, you know, it's also always fun to see Indiana Jones get double crossed. Um, But yeah, I I felt like having a a compatriot that he could, you know, trade war stories with uh, actually made it feel more like he had been been doing all of this stuff all along and then also yes the fact that mac is is a a double agent is one of like that's probably a bigger motivator actually it's really it really is kind of the biggest motivator for the fbi to be 
uh, upset at him and to push him to end up traveling and to leave the college and stuff, because if he had just been captured by the Russians, he'd been captured by all kinds of people over and over again. Right. But the fact that he was in the, the uh, you know, he's hanging out with the, an actual double agent. Um, that's the thing that sets them at his heels. The problem, though, with that that whole Mac and their past experiences thing is that there's not nearly enough depth to it no. in in the movie, mm-hmm. and it, it ends up ringing very hollow to me. Much in the same way that you know Anakin and Obi Wan discussing all of their adventures at the beginning of uh, Attack of the Clones does. It's like that's great. Mm-hmm. You guys had all these adventures. Uh, I don't sense any of that really happened, or that you guys actually have a real rapport oh, from to all me, that time. It's- it hit me totally different. I, okay. I I bought it way more. Yeah, I I didn't. The betrayal didn't sting because I didn't get the feeling like they were, you know, it wasn't. I think we needed to spend more time with him before it's he betrays for, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not yeah. by shorthand. Yep. Um, I'm just a sucker. Yeah, just, oh, that's okay. You're an old, old softy. It's okay. It's like, oh, oh, I'm he's glad the betrayer. Hit, I'm glad hit for you. That's that's good. That's it's how just, it's supposed uh, to work. But but yeah, yeah it seemed just, just a little too brief for me. If we had, it wasn't enough of it to me. Yeah, is it the first scene? He's getting turned on by the guy. At least give him you know a moment where he's he's showing himself to be loyal to him. Well, he always feels like kind of a skeezy dude from the very beginning. Or if <laughs> if the if if the uh, Area 51 stuff was preceded by another like in um like in some of the other movies another short bit that's like set in the 40s and shows them uh fighting the nazis i mean they didn't have the cgi de-aging technology that we now have Mm. but like if we had had a little bit of a of a uh these guys working together as a team kind of thing then it would hit a little bit harder but they they didn't do that they just jump us right in with with this stuff and he immediately betrays him and and um, I kept thinking about Mac from uh, Magnum PI's got a got a, a sidekick named Mac too. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so you know who was who was killed by a Russian agent? What? It's all connected, <gasps> people. Um, oh my god! So I, I enjoy the. Hang on, let me put this piece of yarn on the board. Yeah, that's right. Get it up, get it up there. Get it up there. So uh, so Innie's gonna gonna um, go seek out information about this now that he's he's basically quit his job at the college. But before he can do that, this is when uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, Mutt appears in his life and basically says your old buddy Oxley has and then he spins the yarn about like uh crystal skull and and uh, pulls up in his wild bunch cosplay yeah oh he's he's absolutely mm-hmm. just playing brando at that point um <laughs> totally. and, and he's like this is there there you know we gotta we gotta save my mom and your uh your old colleague and he doesn't identify who his mom is there were a lot of Marys. There were a lot of Marys. Uh, of Marys. <laughs> yeah, there were. Um, and and this is the uh, you know then the but the Soviets have been following them and they're on them and then we get the you know there's a there's a chase here and then and then we get the airplane with the lines as they go to Peru to the Nazca <laughs> lines and uh, Woo, that was uh, so fun. Yeah, that was really fun. that was it. That was them replaying that scene where. Um, uh, Harrison Ford and Denim Elliott explained to the FBI guys in Raiders of the Lost Ark what the Ark of the Covenant is, and they're like, "You know, <laughs> you guys don't really read the Bible." Okay, well, we'll tell you. And they and they and I love that scene because it is the it, the the competence of people who know what they're talking about explaining it to somebody yeah. who's dumb. And here it's the let me tell you about the Nazca lines, and they drew them in the desert, and it's all true, and you can only see them from above where the gods are. See, that's what that's what he's talking about there. Um, I, One of the problems, that. though, I think, with the movie is that there is a lot of that in this movie. Movie. Hmm. Um, 
you know, there's this initial scene and, and that exists in the previous movies. There's always like the explainer, right. here's the background, here's the historical stuff that we're kind of uh, riffing off of here. And then usually after that, everything is sort of simple. You know, you don't need three other scenes where there's more historical background that explains more stuff. And in this one, there is a lot. I mean, there's like probably 20 minutes of walk explaining in this film. Yeah. Let me uh, tell you about the conquistadors. Know, walking through and... the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, the wraps that preserved them and all the various things about, oh, yes, this guy, he was known as, uh, I forget what it is, the gilded one because he loved gold so much. Yeah. And it's like, eh, can, can we just get on with the plot, please? <laughs> I, I feel like they're also doing that Star Trek thing where they're trying to get you to buy their ridiculous premise by feeding you things that are real, followed by their ridiculous things. So it's the it's that classic, you know, um, what's the old uh, stand-up comedy bit? It's like, I'm sure you're all familiar with the works of Plato, Socrates, and Cremus of Rigel 7. And you're like, oh, yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> that third one, well, it's a little like that. It's like, you know, the Nazca lines were there real. And the con- this conquistador, well, he was a real person. And then the uh, when they built this city uh, with the aliens, and you're like, uh, was that in the history books too? And I'm like, no, it's just this dumb movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, the- um, The chase through the yeah. school is great, by the way. Just wanted to point that it out. It is. It is. I like yes. the bit where into Indy gets library. pulled into the car window, punches the guys in the car, and then climbs out the other side back yeah. onto the bike. <laughs> and it's a good use of the Wilhelm scream, which we've been getting right, way the too many of them. Pile of books. Yeah, nerdy <laughs> guy with a stack of books. Ah, <laughs> let's run into. Yeah, exactly. No, it's good. It's like I said. This is the um, uh, let's amp up American graffiti scene with the uh, the various car car chases and then through the through the campus and through the narrow parts and then into the library and and like he did dr jones dispenses some wisdom you got to get out of the library and then off <laughs> As he, he rides off on the back of a bike on a motorcycle uh, yeah, it's yeah. Great. okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In Peru, there's poor John Hurt. Uh, John yeah, Hurt. I do feel bad for John Hurt just as an actor because he's so amazing and he's so good and he 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 <laughs> just only gets like one line in this entire movie that that sounds like John Hurt. No, he he spouts <laughs> nonsense because he's been driven mad by looking at the crystal skull uh, until the end when I guess they sort of clear it up and then he's normal again. Um, but he serves his purpose. But he, he does it well. Back to well, he's yep. like a walking, talking. He's like the encyclopedia dictionary riddling um person mystery to be solved he gives his he says things that are obscure so that indiana jones can figure out what it and decode it and, and what it means and it's a very and sometimes strange he says things that are totally obvious and they don't pick up on it for several yes. scenes <laughs> yes. three times it drops what do you mean after they've gone over two waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know um so they they and they they do get the crystal skull right from the grave. Now the grave scene is weird. <laughs> I I don't understand quite why there are the like the the ninjas who live in the graveyard. I'm not clear about that one. I it was I didn't think it was ever particularly well explained. I kind of thought that they were part of the tribe who was actually in the city at the end, and they have traveled to 
continue to guard the skull because according to what Indy just magically figures out happened, the conquistadors, they went in and this this is where my questions come from. They went in and they actually they had to have opened all of those traps. They got one of the skulls and then they took it out. And then I guess all the traps reset perfectly or something. <laughs> um, and so then they have the skull and they're being chased by the, the people who live there who are guarding the, the temple and they catch up with him and they kill him. And all of his men, this is another question I have because it's, you know, oh, he was, he, Aureliana was lost with uh, with six other people. So it's, there's seven corpses here. So it must be them. Well, then who are the conquistadors whose bodies are on stakes in the city, like who have been trapped, like, you know, killed by the traps? Anyway, so he he has died there uh, and the skull was was with him. And for whatever reason, the those folks who lived there didn't bother to take the skull back. Maybe they were intimidated by it and they're not supposed to touch it or something like that. So it's just left there at his grave and they stay and continue to guard it for 500 years. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is literally the only thing that, that makes sense to me because the, the way that they fought was very similar and like their weapons and stuff right. um, to if the people who are guarding the city. It, they could have followed John Hurt back because he was there, he got the skull. Oh, that's true. He went to the temple, he couldn't open it, and he brought the skull back uh, to the grave. That's better. Oh, Thank I you. do like, I like that better. better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks, Steve. That's good. This is, mm -hmm. this is. I mean, when 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 we all talk about, or at least Steve and I agreed, that the, the last part of the movie is weaker than the first part of the movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the complexity that feels unnecessary to me. Like mm -hmm. there are like additional stops that they make and there's some additional complexity to the story. And I, I, th there's that moment where they're like, oh, he, he went and got the, the, the thing, right. The MacGuffin and brought it back here or, or, you know, or took it there, but then didn't like it and then brought it back. And there's the, like, he, he was he hiding got it, it from the Russians. He got it and move it and then brought it back. And I'm like, that, what? That's like, that's, and now we have to get it again. And that, that was where I thought this is too this is too complicated. This yes. is, I don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to be doing like noir kind of convulsions in your thinking when you're watching an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Doesn't need to be that com com complexly plotted. And, and I don't know why John Hurt. I mean, okay, so John Hurt. I love John Hurt. He's great, and he's he does the best with what he can do here. But like, mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure why he's in the movie. Um, Somebody had to go to the city to get the directions to the city, and I agree. It could have been written differently but it was the idea is the city has been completely lost and nobody found it right. until so, him but he sent he sent a message or they had his notes right so i keep thinking you could have had it be that you find him and he's died in prison but he's left a message on the prison walls and then indy spends the rest of the movie as they're traipsing through the jungle yeah. decoding what's on the walls but instead they bring him along and he gets to murmur clues as they go and i'm like <laughs> i don't know if that was really necessary if it just makes everything a little bit more complicated it does there's some jokes that they do where he gets help and they, i mean i like, guess he's kind of living help. proof that the skull truly is psychic and will really will get inside right. your mind you know if if indy staring at it is not uh, you know enough of a enough of a clue that that something's really happening right. there but yeah. was that trope even necessary like the crystal skull was still kind of weird and magnetic and stuff it didn't need to Make you crazy also be also. And he wrote on it that you need to return it. So like, let's say that even, even, uh, uh, John Hurd figured it out. Like does Indiana, cause then Indiana Jones says like, I, it told me I have to return it. I'm like, yeah. Also he told you it was written down. Like 
I think maybe yeah. they were going for the the father figure thing again, and, and maybe hammering that a little bit hard because Ox was Mutt's father figure growing up. And this movie is about him learning that he has a different father than what he thought. And Indy learning that he has a son when he thought he didn't have a son. And his own dad is dead. And then, you know, I don't... It feels like they... They had a lot of different avenues that they could have chosen to go down in terms of like character development. They could have leaned more into that. And then maybe they decided not to. Or they could have leaned more into, you know, the the Marion stuff. And then they decided not to. And it just, you know, no, we're just going to do a really long chase through the jungle instead and have some, you know, yeah. some some Tarzan moments. And, and, and yeah, I feel like maybe they could have chosen differently. I feel like they did a fun job with what was left. But yeah, there were a lot of places where I needed to have headcanon or yeah. just be relaxed enough to kind of just be like, all right, well, I'm just, just going to go, go along it. with the ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And choosing all directions kind of uh, it, it, le- it left uh-huh. more need for headcanon. Yeah. I, I think from the movie's perspective, they're taking him along because he already knows how to get to Akator. Sure. I guess I'm just uh, saying they could have killed and him I and think... he could have left a. A, a trail for them to follow and sure they wouldn't and I, th- I think from the filmmaker's perspective they put him in there because they wanted to have a scene where shia labeouf got a little bit teary yeah exactly because oxley <laughs> That's is, what i'm saying yeah exactly i think his, his father uh-huh. figure is gone cuckoo and now he's 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 bummed out about it and um i don't think it works and i don't think it's necessary but i think that's why he's that's there. why he's there um sure. mm-hmm. But I will say that I, I think the ninja dudes at the graveyard, even though they're kind of pointless and they come out of nowhere and they disappear into nowhere, are pretty cool. Like sure. so when you first see the dude with the skull mask and kind of in the background, that's a really good chilling moment. Yeah, it's like I saw, I think I saw something, but there's nothing there, and they're moving really silently, and they are they are like yeah. uh, gym gymnastic grave ninjas, right? Yes. They're like whatever they are. They're they are kind of creepy. And I also think the bit where Indy blows the dart back into the graveyard dude's mouth is, is a pretty good <laughs> bit. Good. Although I do not know how it works because generally both ends aren't pointy and poisoned. But hey, yeah, well, yeah, he I swallowed it. That too. He, sw- he swallowed it and <laughs> no, the poison goes it, down. No, no, no. no. It, it, it didn't happen. Thunks back into his throat. and It's just sticking out of his mouth. Maybe yeah. the whole oh. thing is made of poison. Yeah. That's it. This is a terrible movie. Never mind. Whatever. It's, it's awful. <laughs> Don't Did you see the blow dart about scene? it too hard. That's what they should have been upset about is the blow dart scene. That so is really stupid. weird. We're blowing this so wide open, folks. So, I, the, the, so the jungle scene. I feel about the jungle uh, chase scene a little bit like I do about the desert tank chase scene in Last Crusade, mm-hmm. which is uh, it goes on a little too long. There's good, st- uh, yeah. There's good stuff mm-hmm. in it. I really, I love when Indiana Jones appears with a rocket launcher and destroys their like chainsaw machine <laughs> that they use to clear cut a, a path through the jungle, which I thought was really cool. And I like that he blows it up and then the blades. That's what he blows up. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering that, why those things were flying. And that's back why at the blades are flying around. The blades. Is, is is that? And then and then everything is is uh, not as wide and clear cut. That they're that they're going through, and th- there's a lot of good bits in there. The jumping around, they're they're on the different um they're on the different vehicles. They're jumping around. Like I think there's a lot of good bits in there, but like with uh, the bits in Last Crusade, it just I feel like 
it, there could have been less of them and there was just sort of there should have been a little more restraint we mentioned before there's that moment where Shia LaBeouf is got a foot on each of the two things and he mm. keeps getting hit in the crotch with plants and like I get <laughs> it like, but that no. should have been a 10 second bit and it goes on for a couple of minutes it's just there sh- it just should have been a little more restrained because I do think it is a fun set piece uh, to have all of that. And it ends with the ants, which I think is a, I love the giant murderous ants. I think that that's a lot of fun too. But again, it's just sort of like there's too much. Also, also I had the one thing that I had thought that I remembered about this movie was really, really enjoying uh, Marion being back. Like, and that that is true, but I had actually built it up in my memory that she was more kick-ass than she actually was and I, don't get me wrong she is kick-ass but i i did she didn't have nearly as much to do as i remembered her having to she, do so no, like yes yeah, she got to drive and she, she got to, like to she drive. got to drive a duck over a, a waterfall yeah. and you know i'm and she, from wisconsin wisconsin ducks like it's a big thing those, she has those to, vehicles are super fun but she doesn't do nearly as much as indy or mutt yeah. does and i feel like mm-hmm. they could have given her at least a little bit more there's a moment where she realizes that they're at the edge of a cliff mm-hmm. and she's driving and then we don't see her for a while and I'm thinking, well, she's solving this problem, right? And I guess she is in the sense that she's scoped out exactly where she can go down and hit the tree and and whatever. And that's what mm-hmm. we're supposed to believe about this. But she disappears for a long time. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. where is she? Like, I thought she was like making her way down so that they could just jump off and splash in the water and then get in the boat or something. But she's like, I don't know, doing donuts somewhere doing some circles in the jungle (laughs) waiting and then she just appears out of nowhere is like ah i'm here with the duck jump on um so yeah she's sidelined for a while although i do i like the the fact that uh kate blanchett turns the machine gun back on her yes and she just gets down low and like it's like it's on the same car and it's like no but you can't get me i'm gonna duck down low that part is that part is fun that's a great sequence all around because she, she actually flies through the windshield and is about to go over the hood and then she happens to be like with a mounted gun. Yeah. <laughs> is facing in the right direction already, which is nice. Um but yeah, that's there's there's lots of good bits, although I will say that the jungle chase is where it all starts to go wrong for me. This is where the Tarzan swinging happens. Yes. And uh yeah, I think the I, like you, I think the fencing goes on way too long, and I'm not oh. sure it should even be there to begin with because it's just so outlandish. Oh, the fencing, yeah. At yeah. least oh, they I set it up fencing. because because when when he and Indy, Mutt and Andy, are having their conversation about like, yeah, I decided to quit school because it was you know all the wrong books and and all the fencing and blah 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 blah, and like I'm really good with a yeah. blade, but uh, yeah. and so like it was there, and I pointed that out to Stephen while the fencing was happening sure. because there was so much fencing, we were able to have a conversation you could about it. The he entire was like, dialogue. Oh, of the yeah. previous scene. I, he was like, oh yeah, I didn't remember that. Good yeah. spot. And I was like, yes, That's thank fine. you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It was a long conversation. It's like yeah. restraint. You just don't need it for that long. You just need a little quick, a little quick. And apparently they yeah. practiced uh, fencing while atop two different cars. That's uh, that's something yeah, that's you learn at uh, extra, private school. Extra special. It's like in any movie where they mention, where someone mentions they're a pilot, like you know they're, they're going to end up flying by the end of the movie. <laughs> sure. And so mm-hmm. this was just Chekhov's fencing mention. That's right. I was going to say the law of conservation of uh, occupation or something. It's like, yeah, if you've got a skill and you mention it, it's going to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I the Again, the Tarzan thing didn't bother me as much because I knew it was coming and I remember not liking it. And so when I saw it, I thought, okay, 
I still don't like it, but I'm not as outraged. Like the monkeys watching it now, like my memory was like that these were like monkeys communicating with him and that they were all going to go together and fight the fight. Yeah. And it's like, these are just monkeys. Nope. And, and they start yeah. swinging and he's like, Oh, I could swing like the monkeys and the monkeys have had all their trees cut down and they're, they're pissed off and whatever. It's like, great. It's fine. Like I can accept that. And, and they like the him end- because they've all got pompadours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah they're, they're just like him. I, but I but, agree. Yeah. It's better than I thought, but I still think it's too much monkey business. I, I, mm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I get what they're going with, with the, with the Tarzan yeah. thing too. I see but, what you did there, Erica. But, it's uh, they're over it's just they're over inking it um it's like you don't you don't need all of that that's like but no, it, i didn't hate it it's just too me. much it's just too much it's just too it's not even just too much it's just it's over it's over the line of ridiculousness yeah. that i'm willing to accept even in an indiana jones yeah. movie. i actually pointed out as we were watching it i said it, i, I he, cuz he's swinging for a very long time they keep cutting away and cutting back to him yeah. and cutting away and cutting back to him and i was like you know what in in even in a movie like this i give you two jungle swings like that yeah. is fine and then after that too many too many swings mm-hmm. yeah. indiana jones swings on a vine in raiders of the lost ark to get out in the water but then he lets go and swims the rest of the way right he doesn't, he doesn't have to tarzan it yeah that's I mean, even it's a bit the much. guy who's been swinging off of things for the last 400 years apparently sometimes misses his targets you know in yep. the very beginning he sw- he misses his target and swings back and lands in the the, the jeep with the russians In, indeed yeah, that's true. exactly right but shia labeouf shia the beef for some reason he is immediately yeah. he's tarzan he's man he's not indiana jones he's the next tarzan <laughs> that's what we found out here anyway so then then we get the waterfalls um this is you know this is the i get this is based on cliffhanger serial stuff and it's ridiculous and it's no more ridiculous than the raft using a raft mm, as a combination yeah. mm-hmm. a parachute and then uh, a snowboard <laughs> uh, to, to... I, okay so the that's ridiculous for sure the jumping out of the plane but there's at least to some extent with that when i when i saw it as a kid and and even maybe a little bit now i thought to myself i wonder if that would work <laughs> it would provide a lot of drag, you know. Maybe it, maybe it's got I enough never loft to hold if them that up. Worked. I and they not. don't jump that I far. Always, I always knew they would be dead. <laughs> always. I, th- I this think for sure. Though, Steve, Steve, don't try dead. this at home. This for, Oh shoot! I guess I better get off the roof <laughs> where I was recording for some reason. You're going to say this for sure. They would all be dead, and, and it's like, no, no, it's a duck. It's going to be great. It's made for this. It just goes right over and it goes plop, and then it's fine. Except for the last one, which is so big yeah, that they all they fall all out. They all jump of it. out. Yeah, and die. Mm-hmm. They're definitely dead. Well, Which, only if there yeah, are rocks, another... but they're not. They're 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 very conveniently no rocks. <laughs> I feel like every Indiana Jones movie has at least a couple. They would definitely be dead yeah. moments, and that was that was them for yep. this. I mean, like I will say, I I did I loved the duck thing. Like I've ridden in ducks. They are they're they're delightful vehicles. It's fun to go from from the the land into the water. But uh, but yeah, in all of the tours I have done, they've never gone over a waterfall, and I don't I think I would trust. I it wouldn't for that. recommend it. No, no. Mm-hmm. It's in fact the part that actually makes me mad is not that they plunge over a giant waterfall and are fine except a little wet and maybe like out of the boat a little, but not that much. And then they get right back in, which is ridiculous, right? Yes. Actually, the part that bothers me is they go down the first one and, and it's very clear. John Hurt's like, Oh, well you've got to pass through the three. And they're like, Oh, there are waterfalls. And, and, Although it's edited to make it seem like it happens so fast, there's nothing they can do. They're in a very large area of water that yeah, is. Yeah, why don't and, they leave? <laughs> and, and I had a moment of like, 
the, why are you guys talking shore. and not getting over to the side and finding a path yep. down that doesn't require you to go over the waterfall? But they make no attempt to not no, just John keep Hurt, going over waterfalls. John Hurt literally points at the path mm-hmm. down and says, yeah. the way down. And the way they down. are not moving that duck in at all. No. What? That, so Why? that's what bu- bugged me about it is that is that the, the characters basically are sitting still because the movie wants them to go over waterfalls, even though... It doesn't make sense. And the, and the way it's shot, to, they should just get to the side and walk down, right? To yep. be fair, mm-hmm. it's way faster than hiking it down. Is. And they are in a chase, <laughs> right? Is. So, I mean, that's the fastest way down. Yeah, if that's, that's, that's all. There's stuff in there. All like, right. Yeah, it's a lot like, of work. You can it's a lot of work to like, get over to the side. <laughs> right. Come on. It's, There's uh, Russians behind us. It's Honestly, my, my biggest day. beef with the waterfall drop is that that first one is straight out of Land of the Lost, and I can't see it without uh, hearing. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yep. And the theme song. Yep. About Marshall, Will, and Holly. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest adventure ever known. Uh, the Land of the Crystal Skull. Maybe. I think there may have been one in so, an episode of Land of the Lost. Then, and that, that's, those aliens could be Slee Stacks, Steve. They, they could be, sure. the Crystal Skull could be a Slee Stacks skull. We don't know. It may be a crossover that the world didn't know it needed. Doesn't need? It does kind of look like Enoch. Um, so then we get the Temple of Doom-ish stuff where they go, well, first off, first off, they go down into the valley and um, they're they're chased by... Uh, the people who still reside there. Uh, yeah, who, the, like the only people of color in the movie are just a, an ancient cult tribe. Yep, never change Indiana <laughs> Jones. But they, you know, mm-hmm. what happens is they they remove the uh, the head of the uh, uh, the, the crystal skull, and they all are like, "Oh, it's the crystal mm-hmm. skull," um, and and so then they're able to go into the temple. Um, the Russians come later and just Kill murder them, them all with machine everybody. guns. That um, was very upsetting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed, I mean, I, I, this is like, hey, the Russians are real bad, but um, it was also very kind of unpleasant. I, I, yeah, tonally, it was a big shift because it's like, we're having mm-hmm. this ridiculous fun adventure and there's Tarzan and there's waterfalls and then suddenly it's the machine whole guns was, and a whole bunch of dead people. Yeah. And, and I wonder if it's because up until that point, they've utterly failed to make the Russians menacing in any way. <laughs> Yeah, and so they felt it's like, oh, true. we got to make them do something oh, really real evil. So they people also, get mad. They also kicked a dog. <laughs> they're very bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think the Russians in this are are uh, again part of the problem, and, and and part of why. Actually, on my second viewing, I found some of the stuff that I liked the first time through. I found it kind of dull because mm-hmm. it's it's hard to feel like there's stakes in here when when the enemies are so goofy. Well, and I, I like Kate Blanchett, but the, the rest of the Russians have no personality whatsoever. And Indy ends up in that endless fist fight with the one guy oh, at the anthill. Mm, yeah. And I like the ants, Ugh. but I don't like that the fist fight, because again, what does it tell us about anything? It, does the Is the fist fight indicating anything about character? It literally is two men pounding on them uh, on each other with fists forever to no so avail. Much and I just, it's its super boring, right? But that guy is also yeah. not, we see him throughout. He's not a character. He's not interesting. We don't know anything about him. We don't care about him at all. The only interesting one at all is Kate Blanchett. And, and again, I wanted her to be a little more like Ilsa in Last Crusade, where I wanted her to be that her obsession with, the, with getting the crystal skull and the aliens and the supernatural 
overrode her even her loyalty to the Soviet Union, right? And yeah. instead, instead, you know, they try to play that a little bit, but really, she's just the only interesting character who's got a bunch of muscle. Like, there's literally a scene where it's just her, and you're like, oh, this is really interesting because now it's down to just her, and and then a truck that we've never seen before, full of more <laughs> Russians, pulls up. And I'm like, oh, geez, guys, come on, because they need not- more Russians. She's, she's not scary or menacing and her exactly what she's planning to do with the crystal skull is never explained. Uh, it's very vague. She almost comes off like a bit of a charlatan because there's the one scene where she's trying to use her psychic powers right. and it doesn't doesn't actually do anything. And then Indy spends half of the movie working with her as opposed to against her. Mm-hmm. So it's never like I, I never feel much from the Russians at all. The the one scene, there were two scenes actually, where you're like, oh, these guys are bad, is when well, they, they gun down the guys at the gate at Area 51, and then right. they gun down all these tribesmen for no reason. Well, and, uh, so, and and yeah. again, would, would it not have been more interesting to have her end up being sort of like following them and being like, oh, oh now she's here. and and But you know what she really wants is just to be there or to be the one who drinks the, the wrong cup or, right, or opens the mm-hmm. arc. Like that's like a really standard... Um, Indiana Jones kind of archetype, uh, and, and I, I think they could have gone there. And instead, yeah, she's always just sort of like the top of the pyramid of the. Right. She's more interesting than all the Russian thugs who are around her, but that's about that's about it. She's yet another angle that they could have leaned into that would have been more interesting, but instead sure. they went for everything. Yeah, and there's bits yeah. of that that I feel like maybe they were trying to get at something where like she, there's the there's the scene where again as she tries to read Indy and nothing happens. Mm. Um, she says sort of wistfully when the pointless scene where he looks at the crystal skull and shakes for a bit happens uh, that you know it doesn't speak to everyone and she seems disappointed about that. If they had if they had made the decision to make her like she really wants to have psychic powers, you know, and she just doesn't and. Mm. This is she's claiming that it's all about, you know, Stalin's, uh, you know, the, the, the great Russian takeover of America from within or whatever. But right. really, she's just sad because she always wanted to have psychic powers. And, and she at doesn't. The, at the that end, would be more interesting. At the end, it is her. She has a demise that is very much like that, which is and that the, works perfectly with that, I think. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah just, I wonder I if maybe it, they were going for that and they just didn't flesh it out enough. Well, this is That's the, you talk <laughs> to some people and they talk about like that this apparently there was a bit of a hodgepodge of different uh, scripts and different versions they're going. And this is the stuff where you sort of feel it, right? Which is yeah. like, yeah, sure. this seems to have been set up by a thing that doesn't seem to have been there any longer. And that if they had smoothed it out a little bit more, it might've, uh, it might've worked better. I don't know. Um, yeah, that works. I, but it I just, feel- it just goes to, to making the, 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 the Russians and, and her in this just kind of be meaningless to me as... So entering the temple again reminds me of Temple of Doom. I think it goes on mm-hmm. too long. I think it's fun. I think there are fun aspects of it. I do enjoy a good clockwork temple thing, right? Like with Indiana Jones. Like that's all fun and there are moments I like when they take the things out of the of the of the of the pillar and it opens up the sand and it drops them down. And like there's there's stuff in here that's really cool. It feels like it goes on too long um i enjoy when they get to the chamber with the alien crystal skeletons in it because it's super weird and i kind (laughs) of like that part um but i wish that they had gotten there faster and i like how strange it is and they all kind of like they put the thing and it magnetically pops on and it sits up and they all (laughs) merge and it's like all that stuff is weird but like all of the individual like how many times can we see eight rocks 
mechanically open and like I, I felt like it, I, there was just too much of that. I thought you you're right that there was it 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 took too long but it was also too fast for me i i really enjoy like a puzzle scene and one mm-hmm. of the things i really liked about last crusade was the you know having to figure out what all of puzzles. those clues yeah. yeah what what do those mean whereas here it was just like bam 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 suddenly you know we have figured out what this means so we're doing it and now we're running down this staircase that is disappearing underneath us and now we have to do this and you know i during the summer of spielberg last year you kept talking about how steven Spielberg sometimes leans into the, you know, it's a it's an amusement park ride. And I felt like most of the last half of this movie um, had the moments that I liked the least were the ones where it felt the most like an amusement park ride. And I really felt like the whole breaking into this this giant city of gold temple was like that, except that there was no time waiting in line where you get to read the cool stuff that's like on the wall and look at the exhibits (laughs) and stuff. It was just no, 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 you're just you're just on this ride. And suddenly you're on that ride. Now you're Mm -hmm. on this other ride. And it was like all of those things happened too fast. And yet it still took them too long to get where they needed to go. Yeah, I 100% agree with Erica here. For me, it's it's more adventure game than uh than 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 like roller coaster ride or whatever. Yes. <laughs> you, you clear the giant ants with the skull, and then yep. you scare the tribesmen with the skull, and then you bash the faces on the obelisk with the rock to open the temple, and then you use the skull on the niche on the door to open the inner sanctum, and then you put the skull on the headless alien, mm-hmm. and it's just bang, 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 and there's not really any moment where they have to stop and have to figure anything out. And yeah, it's, at one for point that it's matter, a side scroller, not... and they're jumping from step to step. Sure. <laughs> That's that's the only place where they actually face any kind of a challenge. And for all that, it's not a very good game because 90% of the puzzles are just use skull. Use the skull. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even in Temple, though, like when they're going down into from the palace into the temple underneath, you have those moments where you, you get stuck in those spots where so you have short round and indie stuck in the... Um, slowly collapsing sideways trash compactor yeah Yeah, exactly it's the trash compactor scene yes uh but like you have that's actually tense and then you're trying to get uh what's her name to come and rescue them so like that's actually kind of it's it's longer but it's actually some tension and then Mm. they you know that scene works really well i think whereas this i don't even really remember what they are and i love puzzle scenes so i don't really remember exactly what their puzzles well, were it's, it's used the skull i mean that's i, I yeah. thought it was yeah. clever i think the magnetic thing where they like you put the skull up there and it pulls the thing down and it does and then it un- all unlocks i was like oh that's pretty clever but again all it is in the end steve is hold the what, what how do we use the skull here to use open skull on <laughs> on uh, alien spine magnetic use skull on skull. niche yeah, it's exactly. Just, yeah, right. it's the same thing over and over again. It, it's, it, it's it is, yeah. Um, and then I, the problem I have too with yep. the 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 alien stuff here. First of all, I think this is boring because of that adventure game stuff. So <laughs> the tail end of it, I could just do without entirely, unless they wanted to flesh it out more, which they clearly did not. Um, but yeah, then the the alien stuff starts to get piled on here. And two things I don't like about the alien stuff. One is that from the very first moment we see the skull, it is completely obvious that this story is about aliens descending on ancient man and teaching him the skills necessary Mm. for civilization. It's 100% obvious for anybody who's ever dealt with any science fiction in the last Mm -hmm. 50 years. And yet there are all these beats like them finding the murals and matching the skull up to them that are played like they're these big revelations. And I'm like, yeah, we know this trope is older than Harrison Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, they... There's not really a satisfying explanation for any of the alien stuff. 
Which is fine, except they just keep adding like these totally unsourced statements like they have a hive mind. Okay, where are you getting that? It's just a bunch of skeletons sitting around and they're interdimensional beings. And it just it just turns into this big pile of a gobbledygook. And, well, I think uh, uh, John Hurt knew those things because he looked into the skull for so long. He just understood. Uh, well, except that's that for the interdimensional beings thing. And they, they hint that maybe he and Harrison Ford, after he looks into the skull, share some sort of psychic link. But the hive mind thing comes from uh, Kate Blanchett. Yes. And she has no oh, way of knowing that. That's, yeah. yeah. She just looks at them in their little circle and she's like, aha, maybe obviously she, a hive mind here. There we go. She really is psychic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it just becomes like this, let's just throw a bunch yeah. of stuff out there and, and make it magical. And, and is, it's, the, is the idea... That we're going to go home with our flying saucer after we're all dead, but we have to have all of our, our skeleton parts with us before we do. Like that's well, and then they merge into one live alien for some reason. Yeah. And, and also, Jason, what do interdimensional creatures with their own interdimensional portal need with a starship? Need with a, well, it's, a, it's not a starship. It's, a, it's an interdimensional ship. But it's they've like got tra- that portal. It's, like the it's guys a tram fly car. That's the, that's the tram car that travels through the portal. Yeah. Uh, the Russians just fly into the portal and disappear. It seems well, like the alien yeah, could do that too. Yeah, but they die. They needed all the heads to I, open it You though. need that whatever, mm-hmm. otherwise well. you're going to die. Have you tried to ride a tram without a car? You also die. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it is sort of baffling at the end and you're just going to have to shrug and go, okay, I guess it's good that they got the, the head back and they give Kate Blanchett exactly what she wants, which is knowledge and it makes her melt. Um, and, too much. And, Cover it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I it, think I would have preferred if they'd actually flown off into space, yeah. non-interdimensionally. Instead, I think they just that vanish. Would been, it would have felt more satisfying, I think, mm-hmm. um, just because that's something it's we know more, people, right? right? Yeah, it's like, it's a flying saucer. I That's what I expected. And it's sort of the beat of that era and of that genre to have the little cool, funky Go and 1957 space. seems a little early to be even talking about interdimensional stuff. Like, has that sci-fi stuff even happened yet? I don't know. I don't know, but they learn if if John Hurt learned it from steering into the skull, true, then maybe true. it's okay. Yeah, good point. I don't know. It, it's um, it, this is the it's dumb is what I'm this saying. This is the ending that is like the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's the like oh. Um, and then God came and made all the bad people go away. It's a little like that, where it's like they run away, they get yeah, up at a high point. Yeah, but you see how simple that was to explain? Yeah. It took you less than 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and, yeah, well, that's what it is, but then it's been complicated up. But in the end, it's run away. I, Steve, you mentioned earlier Mac, and we get that scene that is like, I mean, it is such a cliche. It is the, the man in the chamber of treasures, and he can't resist continuing to get more and more treasure. And, and as a result, he is consumed um, because he's so greedy and like, it's totally unnecessary. <laughs> it's totally like, done. I've seen it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is Indy even standing up for this guy? I guess it's because they got a history, even though he's betrayed him twice. And, and, and like, I don't just yeah, get they, out they of play there. It like a big they did emotional it with beat. Ilsa. Yeah, they did it with Ilsa too. You're right. They Same just, thing. they play it like it's this big emotional moment with the wink and mm-hmm. I'll be fine and all this. And it's like, I don't, I don't care, Mac. No. It's dumb. Just move. I feel nothing also, for you. Yeah. Also, they, uh, I know I defended him in that very first scene and I really did buy that they were old pals and I was sad when he when he betrayed Indy because he had too many gambling debts. But the more the movie went on, the more cartoony he got about things. And like when he claimed that he was CIA, I was like, OK, I'm, I'm willing to go along with this for a little bit. But then 
when they get the first clue to like where the city is and he suddenly is just like, oh, my God, gold. I can't wait. I was like, oh, you're not actually a CIA agent. You still just want money. That's all it is. And then by the end, when he is taking at first, he runs through. He runs up the stairs. He's almost all the way out. And I was like, wow, that's impressive. He actually like has the self-preservation to to get out of there. And then he turns around and he comes back, which is even more cartoony. And it's not like he just grabs a couple of things. He spends so much time mm-hmm. lo- trying to load himself up in a way that doesn't actually even make any sense. I feel like that was one of the most poorly directed parts of the movie because <laughs> he like there's a lot of stuff there. I was starting to think like, OK, if this was Supermarket Sweep and I was... <laughs> And I needed to get so much stuff. These are the things I would take. Here's how I would carry them. And he was not doing any of that. He was admiring the necklaces. He was just taking a sweet little time with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, there's there's he literally does one where he he picks something up as he's headed for the door, and then he does like the the bank turn of like no need more gold, and I was like really (laughs) okay. Um. So it's like he smells it too. It's like at that point he's just oh, gold. Yeah, he gold. turns around because uh, he's not. He, he doesn't even notice it when he runs by initially. He doesn't even turn yeah. his head. And he's like, whoa. He knows, oh, I gotta, I gotta. Anyway, it's a dumb scene. It's dumb. I wish it wasn't in the, Mac in the movie. Is, Mac is bad. Yeah. So the the flying saucer <laughs> rises and disappears, and all the water pours in, and that's the end of that. Um, and if there were any of the tribe who were still alive, I guess they aren't now, or they got taken back to their home planet or something. I don't know. Um, or they died on the way back to their home planet. They could have, if they were wounded badly, perhaps. They So anyway, back to college. Uh, Indy is now the associate dean. Uh, he and Marion get married. Uh, the wind blows the door open. The, the hat is at the foot of uh, Mutt. And uh, Indy picks it up and walks out because uh, no, Shia LaBeouf, you don't get to be Indiana Jones. I am Indiana Jones. And that's I the was end wondering, of the movie. I was wondering at that moment, like, okay, you know, does Mutt pick up the hat? Is that why I hated this movie so yeah. deeply and badly? And, he and then he didn't. And I was like, oh, no, that's good. No. This is good. This is good. No, I, I like honestly don't think it would have bothered me much if it had happened. Having, you know, watching it now, having not seen it before. I, I'm okay with it. I mean... I might have been annoyed by future movies featuring Shia LaBeouf as the new indie, but fine. Uh, It would be clearly old. Maybe he's fine. Sure. (laughs) Maybe he's, well, he's still Henry, right? So maybe, I don't know. Henry Mutt Jones. Maybe he goes off and, uh, you know, finally settles down. It it appears that he's going to, and I'm like, that's cool. That's a good send off for Indy. He's happy. He's finally with the the love of his life. And, you know, and there'll never be another Indiana Jones movie. Sure. So, yeah, I don't think that would have even bothered me, to be honest. Yeah. I like it better that it didn't happen. Yeah. But, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think so. I think it just made me more more annoyed at past me because, like, it, at least my view of it at the time would have, I would have understood my past self being really angry right. at him putting on that hat. Well, we've already and, established and that you were in a I very cranky be. place when you watched this movie. I was for so long. <laughs> I'm a cranky person. <laughs> But nope, I still hated it for whatever reason. All of them. Now, I do wonder why Indy is suddenly the associate dean, even though they've brought home no evidence that they've defeated the Russian threat or even did anything <laughs> at all. I guess the FBI just got over it. Yeah. Yeah. His, his, all, his, uh, all the top men came back and said, no, Indiana Jones, he's fine. 
It's yeah. the, the top men. Top, I need some men. top men. Yep. Yeah, they instated him as as the associate dean as an apology for screwing around with him so yeah, much. Yeah, that's right. Just feels like another element that was in a previous version of the script. Yep. Previous versions mm-hmm. of the script. Yeah. Well, that they're, they're, cut drop. They're giving Indy a big win and like him just being reinstated to his job as the as a professor of archaeology was not uh, enough, yeah. I guess. I don't know. He doesn't seem administration material. I don't know why he took the job. No, he'd be terrible at it. He's retiring, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. He's not going to show up. He didn't even show up half the time to his office hours. He jumped out the window. That's right. Good point. And it feels like the wedding should be dumb and hateful in a very sitcom-y way. I don't mind it. Yeah. I like it. it was sweet. I like her dress. Yes. Yeah, that dress suit thing. That was cute. They've, mm-hmm. uh, they've earned it. And, and, and you the, get uh, John Hurt is like uh, shaved and not crazy anymore. That's right. So that's nice. And then uh, Todd Vaziri's name scrolls by. And Mutt brought two jackets to the wedding. I don't mm-hmm. understand that either. Mm-hmm. Well, he rode there on his motorcycle wearing the leather jacket uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, put, switched to the <laughs> suit jacket for the It's on under the suit jacket. See, too much headcanon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just you never know when, uh, when you're going to need a leather jacket. Well, so uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, final we did thoughts. Uh, we did. We did do it. Final thoughts, Steve. Um, I don't know what I think about this movie yet. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I've watched it twice. There's a lot of bad, and there's plenty of pretty darn good. And yeah. uh, one thing I am 100 percent sure of is it in no way deserves the vitriol that's been heaped upon it over the years. And uh, I'm sorry I avoided it for as long as I have because um, I shouldn't have listened to those dumb people. Yep. <laughs> Brian, final thoughts? You know, I, I I watched a little behind the scenes thing and Spielberg said that when he was done with Last, Last Crusade, he had them all ride into the sunset and he thought they were going to just end the trilogy and everybody was going to move on. Um, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with them having decided to bring this back. Um, and keeping in mind how ridiculous some parts of the other trilogy are, it's it's fine that there's super ridiculous parts about this. There's some pretty dumb stuff, but there's some fun stuff too. And they had in mind to make this a a fun serial kind of style movie, and uh, I think they're they're still doing it. And I'm looking forward to the new one coming out. Annette, final thoughts. I still like it. Um... Is it perfect? No, I do agree that the script probably could have been tightened up, maybe made a little more cohesive and so on, and maybe it would have been better. But I would rather have more Indiana Jones than less Indiana Jones. So I would Mm. like, you know, I enjoyed it. And I would give a lot just having them. And yes, I agree, Erica, we could have had more Marion. But just the fact that we got Marion again, put them together had a little wedding happily ever after. Well, who knows? I guess we'll find out if it was happily ever after. But that delighted me. And um, yeah, I, I also thought it was fun that I had to go look up crystal skulls are a real thing that exists. Maybe not quite in this form. <laughs> Maybe they're not psychic. But it's like, oh, that's fun. I learned a little thing about crystal skulls. Tiny, the tiniest bit of history. The more so. you know. Mm-hmm. Erica, final thoughts? Uh, speaking of Crystal Skulls, the uh, Indiana Jones traveling exhibit was in Edmonton for a while, so I actually got to go and see the Crystal Skull in person, along with a bunch of other stuff. It was it was, it was pretty cool. Was um, it magnetic? Uh, you yes. Know? Did you look into its yes. eyes? Okay, yeah. Annette says yes, so sure. 
<laughs> I, I, I had forgotten. Remember, I disavowed all knowledge of this movie, so I didn't remember that looking into its eyes did anything because I had forgotten. So no, I did not stare into its eyes. Um, I just had so much fun watching this movie. It was just a delightful experience. So I'm really glad that I signed up to be on this episode of the podcast just to to, to re-experience that. And I purposely did not rewatch any of the previous three movies. I mean, I think I saw... Uh, I haven't seen uh, Temple for a long time, but the other two you I've should. seen within the last... Cu- Last couple of years. Don't do it. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, Because the last time I did, I was like, I would never want to watch this movie again. Um, But but the other two I've rewatched within the last couple of years, but I didn't rewatch it for this because I wanted to come into this movie just as cold as possible and just experience it as a a movie as opposed to a piece of the of the quote unquote trilogy quadrilogy Um, tetralogy. There we go. Uh, And. After doing the podcast, yeah, I like it a little bit less now because as <laughs> as we usually do on a podcast, we talk about the cracks and now I see the cracks more and that's yeah. fine, but it doesn't take away from the fun that I had watching it and I think I will rewatch it and I think I will still enjoy it. Um, I, I think the alien thing doesn't bother me as much now, but the thing that still does kind of bother me is I, I really am sick of the ancient aliens trope, which, as Steve said, is is really old. And now it's all over the History Channel. And like the whole idea <laughs> that ancient people weren't smart enough to actually build things is really mm-hmm. annoying. Um, but that I'm is. giving this movie a pass for that because there's all kinds of there's all kinds of uh, pulpy stuff that has those kind of tropes in it. So so that's all right. So I think it just boils down to down to I wish I was was as wise as Annette and that I could have gotten over myself enough to enjoy it. <laughs> The first time I saw it so that I could have seen it a bunch of times in between. But no, alas. Uh, but now, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I, I OK, I do also feel older, but I definitely feel wiser after revisiting this and uh, and recognizing just how fun it is. Erica, you just have to watch more movies with me. Uh, so that's I that's can a good idea. Yep. Bring you along with that's my craziness. Solved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as I said at the beginning, you know, I don't Look, it, we've detailed this movie's flaws. It, it's not a, a perfect movie. It's not a flawless movie. It's, of course it isn't. It is a silly Indiana Jones movie. It is, the first half is stronger than the second half. It's definitely got some some problems. That said, I share Steve's bafflement at how you could look at this movie and think, uh, let's pretend it didn't exist. Like, you know, I saw the... Sorry, Erica, cover your ears. I saw the prequels, Star Wars prequels. <laughs> this is, it's, it's not even close. Um, this is a perfectly serviceable Indiana Jones movie. Um, I liked it way better than Temple of Doom. Uh, and it, and I think that you're, I, I really wonder if there's some cognitive dissonance where people canonize those first three movies and then they saw this and they, they don't remember how silly the other movies are. And then they see this movie and they're like, oh no, Indiana Jones must be taken seriously. What is this ridiculous movie before me? Let's pretend it never existed. But if you watch them all, they're kind of of a piece with one another. And I don't think this one is doing anything worse than those other Indiana Jones <laughs> movies are doing. Um, Parts of it are better than others, but um, I I don't understand the vitriol. I think it's fine. Um, it, it just yeah. In in hindsight, any complaints I had about it from two thousand nine are gone. It's it's fine. It's first half better than the second half. So anyway, get over yourself, nerds, or watch it again, and maybe you'll find that like Erica, your heart 
has has softened, has changed over time. And the <laughs> things that offended you back then, um, you know, don't seem so bad now. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe you'll hate it again. I don't know. Try Give it a try. See. See what you think. That brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, and onward, uh, well, Crystal Skull, last Indiana Jones movie, I guess, until other than The Dial of Destiny, which is coming out. So, which is sort of why we're doing this, is uh, Indiana Jones has a new movie out where he's even older. And I'm reminded, Steve, I'm reminded of um, Scott McNulty and I in one of our uh, Star Trek Picard episodes. There's a climactic scene where Picard is chased through an old house and it's like a team of mercenaries comes after a old man who is walking very slowly. <laughs> it's like, um, how's this going to work? I guess we'll see. But uh, but that that's, a, that's for another podcast to talk about. Um, let me thank my panelists one last time. Annette Weirstra, thanks for being here. Thank you for letting me come and feel uh, vindicated a little bit for loving sure. it. Sure. Eric Ensign, thank you. Yeah. Annette was right. Uh, yep. Annette <laughs> yes. was right. Brian Warren, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, everybody. I feel older and wiser now. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Lutz, thank you. Oh, for love of God, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that guy does have a personality. He doesn't like being present for marital spats. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Thank you, Jason. This was a lot of fun, and uh, Temple of Doom is better. No. Uh, monster. Steve. Monster. And uh, thanks to everybody out there for listening. If you're still listening, if you didn't turn off the podcast with rage when I didn't agree with you that the refrigerator scene is the worst scene in cinema history, get over it. Maybe it's the monkey scene. Maybe not. Uh, we will talk to you again next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.